1: you're listening to the gypsy christian hour i'm so glad you decided to join us tonight for our radio program we are a live program we're here in studio and we want to start off of course in prayer so let's start the program in prayer would you just join me for a moment wherever you are just stop what you're doing uh and just take a moment to help me pray that the Lord would just be in total control. We want to see the Lord move tonight. We want to feel his presence. We want to be in his presence. So, Father, we come before you, Lord. And I pray for each and every listener, Lord, Father, that we, your children, would have an experience with you tonight. Lord, that you would just be in total control of this next hour. Lord, that you would provide for every need, that you would answer every prayer. Lord, that everyone listening tonight would be in your presence, that we would be lifted up into your presence, Lord. I thank you for each and every listener tonight. I thank you, Lord, for each and every prayer request, Lord, because we know that our requests are heard. And we know that if you hear our requests, that you answer each and every request, Lord. And whatever that answer is, yes, no, or wait, we honor that answer, Lord. We honor your will. We bow before you, Lord, to your will. So, Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, take over and lead us and guide us in this hour, Lord, into your presence, because that's where we find all that we need. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, again, welcome to the program. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. We're a live program. I'm your host. My name is Sam Nicholas, and I'm here in studio ready to take your calls ready to 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 pray for for all of your needs so if you need prayer if you find yourself in a place where you need prayer and who doesn't need prayer you know if if you think you don't need the lord if you don't think that you need I, I'd love to hear from you tonight if you think that Jesus Christ is irrelevant if you think that prayer is irrelevant if you think that the, the the Bible is a waste of time. You know, I, I'd i love to have a talk. I'd love to hear why you think uh, the way you do. But if you know that you need prayer, this is the place for you. Maybe you were going through the, the dials tonight. Maybe you are just listening to the radio, surfing the, the radio stations, and you heard this voice. You heard me speaking and talking and asking you to call in tonight. Well, if you heard that, and if that fell upon your heart, that you need prayer, then call in. Let's pray. Let's seek the Lord together. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for your prayer request. If you call in tonight, somebody will answer the phone. They'll put you through to me, and we will pray on the air for your prayer request. So if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, and we all know somebody who needs prayer. I mean, we're going to pray for some people in just a minute or two, but uh, I've got a list of here already. But we're going, to, we're going to pray for people. And if you want to pray for that loved one, if you want to pray for that friend, that relative, if you know somebody who needs prayer, if you know somebody who's suffering an addiction, whether alcohol or gambling or or, or, or pornography or drugs, whatever, whatever is the addiction, we want to pray for that person. We want to seek the Lord. And if you're suffering from that, if you're addicted to any of these substances, I want to pray with you. I want to help you, lead you to help. Because there's help out there. There's help. You just have to look for it. And the first place you look for it is in prayer. So call in tonight. The number is 888 Look what the Bible says about praying and asking the Lord and seeking the Lord. You know, the Bible tells us, Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Be fearful about nothing. Don't be fearful for anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And here's the result. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So... If you're anxious about something, if there's something that's keeping you up at night, if there's something that just won't let go of your your mind and it's just gnawing at your soul, the Bible says you don't have to be that way. If you want your heart guarded, if you want your mind guarded, if you want peace that surpasses all comprehension, then pray. Pray and ask the Lord. Seek the Lord in prayer. The number is 888 888-995-5552. 995 5552. That's 888 995 5552 for the live on your calls if you need prayer or if you know somebody who needs prayer. How about your Bible questions? Do you have a question about the Bible, about Christianity, about the cults, the occult, about doctrine or theology or anything? You know, I was saying, if, if you're a person. finds prayer irrelevant, if you're a person who finds that you don't need to pray, you can do it all yourself. If you find that you don't read the Bible, you don't want to read the Bible, you don't trust the Bible, I'd love to hear from you. I'd like to know, you know, what is it that you uh, object to about Christianity, about the Bible, about prayer? I would love to hear from you. I'd love to have a talk. Again, the number is 888 995-5552 995 if you need prayer if you know somebody needs prayer if you have a Bible question uh, anything about Christianity anything about world religion whatever's on your mind tonight whatever topic is on your mind we'll talk uh, you know something that's on my mind tonight is next month and how about this can you believe that we are almost at the end of May you know we have been in coronavirus now for over a year they're talking about June 15th for lifting um, all restrictions governor newsom uh is talking about opening up the state uh and I was wondering what do you think about it you know a lot of people are anxious a lot of people are wondering what is that going to look like is this really going to be over i mean does, is does 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 Coronavirus just disappear on June 15th? I mean, is it is it it an arbitrary uh, uh, date now that we know that this is going to be okay, not to wear masks and uh, not to social distance and uh, just to 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 operate everything at full capacity? I mean, I'm a little anxious about it. I'm wondering what is that going to look like. If you're wondering what that's going to look like, let's talk about it. Let's let's pray about it. Let's seek the Lord. And speaking of prayer, I want to pray for some people right now uh, before we go any further. Uh, I want to pray for my nephew's, Uh, his name is Jeremy, and he's going for, uh, right now he's doing chemotherapy. Uh, He was supposed to get out of the hospital today. He's admitted every time he does chemotherapy, they admit him in the hospital for three days. He was supposed to get out today. Uh, We were waiting for blood work to come back and make sure he's, his blood work is good for him to go home. So we want to keep Jeremy in prayer. We also want to keep Michael Tennis in prayer and also Pastor Mike and his family for peace and for uh, uh, comfort. Uh, Pastor Mike's brother went home to be with the Lord a few, couple of weeks ago, and we want to keep that family in prayer. We also want to pray for Israel. I mean, if you have been watching the news at all, you know what's going on in Israel. You know about the rocket attacks uh, from Hamas, and everything that's going on in Israel. And we want to pray for uh, the people of Israel. We want to pray for uh, all the Palestinians, all the Israel, all the Jews. We want to pray for peace between these two cultures: the Pal- Palestinians and the uh, the Jews, Israel. We want to pray for peace in that country, in that region. We want to pray for the Lord to 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 end the violence, to end all this is going on. We also want to pray for an end to coronavirus, a true end, a true uh, uh, cure, and for this thing to be over, for this thing to be a thing of the past. So, Father, we humbly come before you, Lord, asking and seeking and desiring your perfect will. Lord, you know the needs of your people. You know the needs of everyone listening tonight, Lord i pray for jeremy especially lord i pray for jeremy for healing from cancer i pray lord that you would use the chemotherapy and that there would be a total and complete healing from this from this dreaded disease lord i pray father that your blessing would be upon jeremy i pray lord for michael tennis i pray lord that your blessing would be upon michael Lord, that you'll watch over him and protect him and bring him home safely soon. I pray for Pastor Mike and his family. Lord, I pray your comfort, your peace, your grace, and your mercy. I pray for for everything to go well with them, Lord, and just that you would comfort them through this time of grieving. Lord, I pray for Israel, for peace in Israel. Uh, I just pray, Lord, that you would bring an end to this violence, And that once again, your people would live in peace and in harmony with all the countries around them, Lord. I pray your grace and your mercy. I pray for an end to coronavirus, Lord. Lord, that this dreaded disease would be done with. Lord, that this vaccine would be uh, a blessing and a cure and protection against this coronavirus. That even those, Lord, who do not receive the vaccine that your protection would be upon all those, Lord, seeking your will, seeking your desire. In Jesus' name, I thank you and I praise you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, again, this is the Gypsy Christian Hour. We're a live program. We're here in studio, ready to take your calls. If if we can get your calls, I'm not sure if we have any phone lines available. Jared is telling me that we're having some problems with the phones. Uh, so let's go to a mute. Let's, well, I'm talking, I'm, hearing that we should try line three. so let's try line three and see if we get anybody. Hi, this is Sam. are you JT? Hello JT. are you there? Okay, let's try line one. Jeremiah, are you there? Nope no nope, we're not getting anything on the phone. so we are as as uh, as we say we are having technical difficulties. Um, so we're not going to be able to take any calls tonight. Uh, we're seeking the Lord's will. We're seeking the Lord's desire. We're just seeking for God to do anything he wants to do To Let's take a music break. Let's take a break for a music break, and then we'll sort these things out, and then we'll come back after the music break. Mm-hmm. listening to the gypsy christian hour i'm your host sam nicholas and we're here live in studio but we're not able to take any calls right now we're gonna keep trying uh we took some time to the music break to try and get the phones working but it seems like they're out of uh out of touch we're not being able to get get into our phones we're not able to take phone calls you can keep trying though if you want uh we're going to keep trying So you can call in at 888-995-5552 for your prayer requests. We're going to try and take some phone calls in a little bit. Uh, If you have a question about the Bible, you can call in tonight. The number is 888-995-5552. Please don't get upset. Don't get frustrated. We're a little frustrated here at the radio because we're not able to get to our phone lines. We're not able to use the phones. But uh, we're going to keep trying. Uh, one added uh, feature that we just are beginning to use is uh, the uh, email account that we ha- now have for the radio program. Uh, if you have a prayer request, uh, you can email me. If you have a question, you can also email me. Uh, get a pencil, write down this email address. Uh, the email address is sammyn. S-A-M-M-Y-N like Nancy Sammy N dot K-K-L-A at gmail dot com now if you send me an email I will read the email I may not respond to it but I will pray, we will pray on the air for your prayer request if you have a question we'll deal with it on the air uh, so uh, I may or may not respond to your email, but I will read your email, and we will be praying on the air. We will be answering your question on the air. So again, our new email address for the Gypsy Christian Hour, our new email address is Sammy, sammyn, N S A M M Y N like Nancy, dot K-K-L-A at com. So I hope you'll take advantage of the email. I hope you'll uh, write to us by email. Uh, you can also write to us uh, by regular mail. You know, if you uh, find that this program is uh, a blessing, and you'd like to help us stay here at KKLA beyond the air, uh, with or without the phones, we'll be here. You can write us at uh, the Gypsy Christian Hour. P.O. Box 93917. That's P.O. Box 93917, Pasadena, California. You know, whatever you send in, uh, a small donation, large donation, it's all very appreciated. You know, $10, uh, $20, $50, $100, whatever you can send in, whatever the Lord puts on your heart. Uh, and everything, you, whatever you send in goes directly to keeping us here on KKLA. This is our 34th year. We're celebrating our 34th year here at KKLA, uh, the Gypsy Christian Hour. Uh, we've been here for 34 years. We want to stay here, we want to keep praying for your prayer requests, seeking the Lord, and just seeking Him in His Word. So, again, uh, write your check or money order out to the Gypsy Christian Hour or GCH Ministries. And send it into P.O. Box 93917, Pasadena, California 91109. Well, uh, we've got a prayer request from Jeremiah. And here's another thing uh, call in and give your prayer request to JT, my son. He's t- answering the phones. And he can send them over to me on this uh, screen here that we have. Jeremiah needs prayer uh, to get married and for finances and for a place to live. So we pray, Father, for Jeremiah's needs. We pray, Lord, that you would provide uh, a helpmate for him, that you would provide a wife, his finances, and a place to live in Jesus' name. Amen. And, Lord, we also pray for your word, Lord, that you would use this sermon, that you would use this word, Lord, to to convey to your people, Lord, the word of God, your word, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you know... Uh, Here's a question for you. Do you ever tell the Lord that you love him? Do you ever just express yourself to God and say, Lord, I love you, Lord. Do you ever just say the words, I love you, Lord. Jesus, I love you. Father God, I love you. Holy Spirit, I love you. Do you ever just tell the Lord that you love him? And when you say it, do you mean it? You know, do you mean what you say when you tell the Lord that you love Him? We're going to talk more about that, what you mean when you say I love you. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But what I want to just express to you is how much the Lord loves you. How much the Lord loves us. You know, the Bible is God's love letter to man. The entire Bible is God sharing his love towards man. You know, I was listening to a podcast uh, a day or two ago with my son, and there was this gentleman, a uh, teacher, talking about Genesis, talking about the creation. And he's talking about how the Bible speaks about creation, and how people get you know something I got out of it is how people get mixed up thinking that science and the Bible don't uh, don't don't mix. Well, the Bible's not a book of science. There is scientific things in the book. I mean, think about this. Think about how the Lord uh, describes the earth. He says that the, the the earth floats in nothingness. You know who knew that back in the time when Moses was writing Genesis? You know, uh, you know. How about uh, you know the the, the fact that uh, east, uh, as the east as far from the east is from the west? The Bible speaks of the of, of the earth as a globe. There are scientific things in the Bible, but the Bible is not a book of science. The Bible, there's there's history in the Bible. But the Bible is not a book of history. You know, the Bible talks about how man, how God created man. Well, the book explains that, and we see that, that man came from the dust, and he goes back to the dust. But the Bible is not a book of biology. There's things in the Bible that we relate to in this world but the Bible is not about science. The Bible is not about history. The Bible is not about biology. The Bible contains all, some of all of these things. But well, what is the Bible? The Bible is God's message to man on how to be saved. And how are we saved? We are saved through the love of Jesus Christ. The love of Jesus Christ, God's love for us, has saved us. John 17:3 says and this is eternal life to know the one true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent that's salvation that's eternal life that's what the bible's telling us this is the way to eternal life Jesus said I am the way I am the truth I am the life no one comes to the father but through me so this is the, and, and, and why can Jesus say that? Because he paid the ultimate price. He paid for you and me on the cross. He paid for our sins. He paid a debt that we could never pay. He paid for the for our sins. He paid for your sins, past, present, and future. He prayed for not only your sins and my sins, but for the sins of everyone who's ever lived and will ever live on this earth. He paid with his precious life all for all of the sins of the world. You know, that's God's love. Well, first of all, that's Jesus' love for you and me. It says, yet for the joy set before him, he endured death, death on the cross. And how about this? Okay, Jesus went to the He chose to go on the cross. But then the Father, before that, chose to send him. Do you know that God chose to send Jesus even before the foundations of the earth? Even before he created Adam and Eve, he knew that he would need to send Jesus? I mean, if if you look at Genesis, Genesis 3.15, the proto evangel tells us that's what it's called. It's called the proto evangel that he will crush Satan's head. Yes, Satan will bruise him on his heel, but he will crush Satan's head. He will defeat Satan on our behalf. He will defeat the serpent, it says. That's a prophecy back in Genesis about Jesus coming and dying on the cross. And that's the Father's love for you and for me and for everyone on this earth. God has provided his salvation through his love. That's what the Bible is all about. The Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, is God's love letter to man explaining how to be saved look at this first chronicles 1634 says all give thanks to the lord for he is good his love and his kindness go on forever there is no end to god's love there is no end to god's kindness They go on forever and ever and ever. There is no end. There's no extent. There's no limit to what God will do because of the love he has for you. Yes, God loves you. Zephaniah tells us again. Zephaniah 3.17 The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He is able to save you. Can you save yourself? Can you provide for your eternal destiny? Do you have the power to save your soul? You don't have, the Bible tells us, we don't have the power enough to add one minute to our to, to our life we're not able to 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 turn one hair from black to gray or for to, not able to do anything we have no power in this life we really don't so many things are beyond our control but god is in control the lord your god is with you he is mighty to save He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Think about that for just a second. Just meditate on God's love, on what he says about you. He loves you to save you. He delights in you. He will quiet you in His love. When you meditate on the Lord and His love, He'll bring peace to your soul. He'll guard your heart and your mind with peace that goes beyond comprehension, the Bible says. He will quiet you in His love. He will quiet you. And He will rejoice over you with singing. He delights in you. He takes joy over you because He loves you. Nehemiah goes on to tell us even more. Nehemiah 9.17 You are a forgiving God, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and abounding in love. You know, God is, you know, salvation it's all about grace. It's all about God's grace and His mercy. Salvation wouldn't be salvation without God's forgiveness. There's no saving faith without grace that comes from God. You know, you can have faith in God and not be saved. Do you know that? Do you know that you can have faith? You can know God exists. You know, the the, the, the enemy The devil and his demons, they know that God exists. The Bible tells us, uh, you believe in God, you do well. The devil believes and trembles. God, you know, we can believe in God. You can believe in God. You can know he exists and not be saved. See, salvation doesn't come from your knowledge of who God is. It comes from the relationship you have with him. You know, Without grace, without mercy, there is no salvation. You can't just know about God. You have to know him intimately. It says, and this is eternal life, to know the one true God. Not to know about him, but to know him, to know him intimately. The way a husband and wife know each other, the way a husband and wife are intimate, There's no secret. They, They know each other. This is the relationship that God wants to have. You are a forgiving God, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. You know, God does not anger easily. The wrath of God is not poured out easily. It takes quite a bit. You know, it says uh, in Genesis that man, there was nothing, that all of man's thoughts were evil, to do evil. And God could not put up with it anymore. And it said that, 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 that God was sorry that he made man. And he sought to destroy man with a flood. You know, That did not come easily. The Lord put up and tried to minister to his people, tried to have a relationship, but they would not listen. They would not hear. And he said that my spirit will not strive with man forever. And in 120 years, he would take out the world with a flood. He gave them another 120 years to repent, but they would not repent. There was only eight Noah and his family who got into, the, got into the ark and rode out the flood and were saved. And that ark was uh, an illustration, a symbol of Jesus Christ. We are saved when we are in Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians 5.17 tells us, If anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, all things have become new and old things have gone away. The old life has gone away. The new life has come if you're in Christ Jesus, but that comes through his grace and his mercy. Like I said, there is no salvation without God's forgiveness, without God's grace, without his mercy. So we need to seek God's grace and God's mercy in salvation through Jesus Christ. You know, we prayed for Jeremiah just a little while ago, and there's a gentleman, JT, needs prayer for blessings upon the other Christians around him, that he would be blessed with healthy fellowship. So, Father, I just pray for JT, Lord, and his needs. I pray, Lord, for all the people around him, Lord, the Christians around him, and even the non-Christians that are around him, Lord. I pray for that he would be a blessing to them and that they would be a blessing to him and that there would be true fellowship in his life, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would bring people into his life to stand with him, to stand beside him. Lord, as your Holy Spirit is with him, Lord, as the Holy Spirit stands with him, I pray for other Christians to stand also and that there be good fellowship, healthy fellowship in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, again, we're, in, uh, we're talking about God's love. First, we start talking about, do you love the Lord? Do you express your love to God? Do you ever tell the Lord that you love him? And the Bible is all of God's word telling you how much he loves you. The Bible is clear about God's love. So look at this. Let's look at another scripture. Let's look at Psalms 36, 5-7. It says, Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains, your justice like the great deep. O Lord, you preserve both man and beast. How priceless is your unfailing love. How I love that, how priceless, Lord, is your unfailing love. God's love will never fail you. God's love is always for you. God's love is always with you. Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens. There are no bounds. You know, think of the heavens. And when we think of the heavens, we think of the sky, right? But think beyond the heavens of the sky. Think of space. Think of the the, the space between here and the moon, 250,000 miles or further. I don't know. That's what I think. It's 250,000 miles. And then think of the vastness of space. Think of how much space there is between here and the nearest planet, Mars. It takes months for a a satellite, for a spaceship to to reach Mars traveling at thousands of miles per hour and then think of the galaxy I mean this is all the heavens whatever you can see you know it takes years and years and years for the light traveling at 186,000 miles per second from our nearest star to reach us you know, the, the the light that you see from those stars are 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 thousands of years old is thousands of years old. Think of the vastness of space and of the heavens. Your love, O oh Lord, reaches to the heavens. It's is be I, I there's no words to speak of how much the Lord loves us. Your love, O oh Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains, unmovable. God's righteousness, His holiness, is unmovable. Your justice is like the great deep. Yes, God is mighty. God is just. God is holy. But most of all, God is love. It says, You preserve both man and beast. How priceless is your unfailing love. Can you put a price on God's love? You know, I think of Jesus' words on the cross, to In Greek, it means paid in full. Your life had a price to it. Your life had a price. A price upon your life that could never be paid by you, by me we could never pay for our sins but Jesus paid the price how priceless is God's love you'd never be able to repay him you'll never be we'll never, we could spend eternity worshipping and love and we will spend an eternity but it's not going to be to pay him back it's going to be out of love out of love for him. But you could spend eternity worshiping and praising him and never be able to pay him back for what he did for you on the cross. Yes, Jesus loves you. And there's no price for his love. His love is priceless. How awesome is that? How awesome is God's love? Yes, truly God loves us. God loves you. Just think for a minute. He created the entire universe, right? He created the stars. We were just talking about the stars. He created the stars. He created the moon. He created the sun. He created the earth. He created the planets. He created all of the universe that he might make a place for man. He created the earth and all that is in it from man. Why did he do that? Because he loves us. And he wanted to have a relationship with his creation. He created man in a unique way. You know, God doesn't have, it says, you know, remember it says that he he preserves both man and beast. Well, you know, God does not have a relationship with the beasts of the earth. He doesn't, God doesn't have a relationship with a dog or a cat or an elephant or a giraffe or a lion. God doesn't have a relationship with the beasts of the earth. But he has a relationship. He's able to have a relationship with man. And that's why he created man, in order to bestow upon man his love, to have a relationship, to have a love relationship with man. And I tell you, he created man in a very unique way. It says in Genesis 1 27 through 29 God created man in his own image in the image of God he created him both male and female he created them God blessed them and God said to them be you know God doesn't say the Bible doesn't say that he said to the to the beasts he said to the animals or he said no he's he, he spoke to man directly he said to them be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth everything that is is because god loves and desires a relationship with you and me. he didn't speak to the birds of the air he didn't speak to the sea of the, to the fish in the sea he didn't speak to every living creature that lives on the earth he only spoke to man he spoke to Adam and Eve and he said to them be fruitful and multiply he blessed them and he said fill the earth and subdue it rule over the earth rule over the fish Rule over the birds. Rule over everything that is in the earth. So everything that is here is here because God loves man and desires a relationship with man. You know, and again, I don't want us to forget how God demonstrated his love. You know, God demonstrates his love in creation, how he created everything for man, And God demonstrates his love for us in sending Jesus Christ. He sent Jesus as a sacrifice to pay for our sins. Even though he knew that man would sin and fall into a lifestyle of sin, even though he knew all of this, he still created man, knowing that he would have to send his son to pay the price, the ultimate price for for humanity's sake for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life god knew this you know i quoted to you uh, before G- uh, genesis 3:15 where the bible tells us that the the evangel. let me let me let me besides just quoting it let me go to to genesis 3:15 and just and just read that for you for just a second here we've got some time he says and I will put enmity between you and the woman talking to the serpent and between your seed and her seed he shall bruise you on the head and you shall bruise him on the heel this is the proto evangelist is the first time that 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 there's a prophecy about the coming Messiah because There's going to be enmity. There's going to be a a war going on, a a constant uh, uh, thing going on between humanity and the serpent, Satan. Satan is going to be tempting man throughout the years. There's going to be a constant conflict. That's the word. There's going to be a conflict between humanity and Satan. But this is the prophecy of who's going to end that conflict. He said, you... He said, he shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. Now, the heel, to be bruised on the heel, is not a fatal wound. But to be bruised on the head is a fatal wound. He said, you might hurt him, but he's going to destroy you. He's going to he's going to inflict a fatal wound upon you. So the the, 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 the power that Satan has is broken. You know, he might be able to tempt us, but he cannot make you or me do anything. He can't make you sin. He can bring temptation into your life, but he can't make you sin. And Jesus is the answer. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You know, John 3.16 is the fulfillment of Genesis 3.15. You know and I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that this is a a, a divine uh, showing of God's grace and mercy genesis three fifteen is fulfilled in john three sixteen for God so loved the world that He gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. How about this? Romans 5 8. Romans 5 8 says that God demonstrates his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus Christ died while we were yet in our sins. Jesus didn't wait for us to clean up our act, He didn't say, You guys get right with the Lord, and then I'll forgive you. He forgave us in order that we could get right with the Lord, that we could get right with him. He didn't say, love me first, and then I'll die for you. No, he says, I love you so much that I will go to the cross. Yet for the joy set before him, he endured the pain of death, the pain of the cross. Jesus Christ died for us while we were yet sinners again it says god demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners he died for us romans 5 10 and 11 says for if while we were enemies you know we were we were not just sinners we were enemies of god we were in conflict we were in conflict with god we were his enemies it says for if while we were enemies we were reconciled to god through the death of his son much more having been reconciled we shall be saved by his life while we were enemies god reconciled us through jesus christ he brought us into a good relationship into a right relationship romans 10:11 i'm sorry romans 10:9 to 11 says if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. See, here's the thing. It's not just knowing that God exists. It's not just believing that there is a God in the universe. There's many people who believe in a, a higher power, a divine person, a divine being. There are many people that will tell you they're spiritual, but they don't believe in Jesus Christ. They don't have a relationship. I should say, they, 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 they'll say they're spiritual, but they don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. It all comes down to having a relationship with the God who sent his son to die for you. Having a relationship with that son. Having a relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, we have to cooperate. We have to be involved. You know, we don't save ourselves. God saved you already. It's not what you do. It's what God has done for you. But God is saying, if you know that Jesus died for you, then confess him. It says, if you confess with your your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. You know, your confession doesn't save you. Jesus Christ saved you already. But your confession shows that you believe in him, that you've received him as your Lord and Savior. You know, how awesome, how awesome is it that God God, God loves us so much? You know, uh, there's a pastor, Pastor Steve Wilburn from CORE Church. His catchphrase is, there is a God in heaven who loves you. That is such an understatement, right? There is a God in heaven who loves you. We're talking about the love of God whose love is boundless, goes to, you know, is priceless. Yes, I agree with Pastor Steve. There is a God in heaven who loves us. When God says he loves you, he loves means it but now here's the question here's the original question do we mean it what do we mean you know we've gone through a long explanation of what it means what god means when he says i love you for god so loved the world but what do we mean when we say i love you lord for many christians it's i love you when i love you lord when I'm healthy I love you Lord when I have money when my bills are paid when I'm happy when I'm content Lord I love you when I'm and you fill in the blank now what is your condition to loving the Lord that's conditional love too often we only love God when things are the way we want them to be. That's conditional love. You know, we've talked a lot about tonight about God's love and how his love is unconditional. God's love is totally unconditional. It doesn't matter your condition. It doesn't matter that you were an enemy of God. It doesn't matter that you were in conflict with God. It doesn't matter that you were the 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 sinner Beyond sinners, the chief of sinners, as Paul says, it doesn't matter what your condition was. He loved you enough. He loved you enough to send Jesus. His love is unconditional. His, he doesn't love you when you're fill in the blank, when you're obedient, when you're loving, when you're caring, when you're humble. No, he just loves you too many times christians only love god when god does something for them you know god loves us unconditionally and his desire is to have the same from us listen to this hero israel the lord our god is one lord and you shall love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. All means all. God doesn't want some. He wants all of our love. Matthew 10.37 says, He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Now what is Jesus saying? He doesn't want us not to love our mother or our father. He tells us to honor our mother and father. It's one of the commandments, one of the Ten Commandments. Honor your mother and father. But we must love him more than mother or father or anyone or anything else in this world. When we say, I love you, Lord, it must mean something. It just can't be words that flow out of your lips, it really needs to come from our heart. It must mean no matter what, Lord, I'll follow you and keep your word and your law and your commandments. John fourteen fifteen says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. So when I say, I love you, Lord, I need to mean it. When you say, I love you, Lord, you need to mean it, that no matter what, Lord I'll follow you. John 14:24 says, "He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me." John 15:10 says, "If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love." These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. You know, we're so seeking God's love. We're so seeking God's joy, but we, know, but we don't know how to receive it. Well, by following him and loving him. You know, God's love is unconditional and he loves you no matter what. But he's saying, if you really love me, if you really love him, will want to please him, make him happy, bring a smile to his face. And that means forsaking the world and forsaking sin and seeking him in righteousness and holiness. You know, loving God doesn't mean that you're sinless. It means you're sinning less and less and less. Jesus said in Revelation, come back, come back to your first love. Jesus is not only our first love, he's to be our only real love. God showed his real love towards you. Let's start showing our real love towards him and seeking him in everything. Well, we're we're way out of time. You know, We didn't take any calls this week and I'm so sorry about that. But we'll be back next week. Hopefully the phones will be fixed. We're back to, to normal. And we'll be praying for your prayer requests, answering questions. Don't forget about... Uh, praying for us. Don't forget about emailing sammyn.kkla at gmail.com We'll see you next week. God bless you and good night.